This is the honey badger. Watch it run in slow motion. It's pretty badass. Look, it runs all over the place. Whoa, watch out, says that bird. Ew, it's got a snake. Oh, it's chasing a jackal. Oh my gosh. Oh, the honey badgers are just crazy. The honey badger has been referred to by the Guinness Book of World Records as the most fearless animal in all of the animal kingdom. It really doesn't give a shit. If it's hungry, it's hungry. Ew, what's that in its mouth? Oh, it's got a cobra? Oh, it runs backwards? Now watch this. Look, a snake's up in the tree. Honey badger don't care. Honey badger don't give a shit. It just takes what it wants. Whenever it's hungry, it just... Ew, and it eats snakes? Hello and welcome to DeFire, the crypto podcast that's packed with more exciting stories than your single friends after their spring break. Today's episode is a bit different. Instead of talking to an already successful founder, we're diving into a brand new project. It's all about NFTs on Bitcoin and they are called Ordinals. This topic has been causing quite a stir in the Bitcoin community, with some people loving it and others hating it. Our guest today, Aqua, is definitely on the love it side. I remember, man, I need to run a full node because I want to shitpost on the Bitcoin blockchain, basically. He and his friends have launched a 10,000-piece NFT project featuring pixelated honey badgers that are currently selling for around $15. Honey badgers, as you just heard in the intro, are the perfect spirit animal for Bitcoin enthusiasts. They are fearless, resourceful and incredibly resilient, just like Bitcoin. So sit back and enjoy our conversation with Aqua, but before we get started, we have a quick word from our sponsor. CryptoValley.jobs is a job board where engineers, designers, analysts, traders and community builders can find cool crypto jobs. Full disclosure, I run this job board. So if you're looking for a job or you want to advertise an open position, please go and visit CryptoValley.jobs. And while you're there, make sure to sign up on the email lists so you're always informed when new jobs are posted on the platform. That's CryptoValley.jobs and now let's start the show. If you want to get your company or project in front of our growing audience, visit DeFire.money or send me an email jonas at DeFire.money to learn more about the DeFire community. Yeah, I think it's good now. I can just change this. Is it better now? Yes. No, now it's better. Now it's good. Yeah. Okay, now. yeah, now it's... <laughs> Finally. <laughs> okay. Okay. Oh man, how do I address you, Aqua? Like, uh, you want to be Aqua, right? Because, yes, yes, everyone calls me Aqua. I mean, even my parents now. <laughs> oh, no, really? just kidding, but no, no, <laughs> <laughs> but like my friends uh, that I know, URL from Web3, they all call me Aqua. So let's go with Aqua, and Aqua is good. Okay, and Aqua, why I'm talking to you is, of course, we're going to talk about the, the ordinal project that you have it's a profile picture nft project with honey badgers on the bitcoin blockchain right which is the hype right now and yeah where, where do we even start i mean how did you come up with the idea of this project how did it start so basically i think it's important to tell a bit about my background so i've been active in the stacks ecosystem since september 21 and the stacks ecosystem it's an l2 built on the top of the Bitcoin blockchain. 
So basically, Stacks brings smart contracts to Bitcoin. This is basically the idea. And the thing is, I'm very active on this community, and there's a lot of Bitcoiners on Stacks. But Bitcoiners, they're not maximalists. Bitcoiners that love to experiment new stuff, they love NFTs. So Stacks, it is the place for Bitcoiners to try new things, basically. It's not a place where you find only maxes, you know? And when people started with the ordinal theory, so like Casey Armour, the guy who created the, the ordinal theory, which is a theory that allows you to track a specific Satoshi from the beginning. So when the Satoshi was mined, you can see it on the blockchain and track it basically forever. So this is mm -hmm. something that actually blows everyone's mind because Satoshis are non-fungible. <laughs> and even if we know that Bitcoin is fungible, Satoshis specifically can be tracked. So if they can be tracked and they have a number, they're not fungible, basically. Mm -hmm. And someone in a Discord server on Stacks started sharing some threads about the original theory and that people were inscribing things on specific Satoshis using the original theory. So it was the beginning of inscriptions. So inscriptions is, as many of you know, imagine a dollar bill and you draw something on a dollar bill. You make a signature on a dollar bill and you can just trade this dollar bill later. It will still worth one dollar, but there will be something right on top of it. And this can make this bill worth more. I mean, it's like, it's just the subjective value. So if an artist, let's say, I don't know, Picasso wrote his name on top of a dollar bill. This dollar bill will worth way, way more than a regular dollar bill. And this is basically what you're doing with inscriptions. So you're inscribing something on top of a Satoshi, and then later you're able to transfer it and even to sell it to someone. So you're going to sell one Satoshi for, let's say, one million Satoshis. You can do this. And this is basically what is happening with inscriptions. And in the 29 January was the first boom. And you had like, I think like 100 images recorded as inscriptions. So this is when the subject started, you know, getting Twitter and everyone started talking about. And it was pretty early to that. And I was having so much fun because basically it was just like Bitcoiners having fun and just mocking Bitcoin maximalists, you know, inserting JPEGs and songs and files and music into the Bitcoin blockchain. It was so fun. In the beginning, mm -hmm. it was just fun. It was not about money. And I was amazed by what was going on. I remember, man, I need to run a full node because I want to shitpost on the Bitcoin blockchain, basically. And in like two days, I think, people started inscribing rocks. So like the ETH rocks, like the yeah. Ethereum rocks, in the Bitcoin blockchain. And I saw this happening, I mean, in real time. I saw them being inscribed. I saw when it happened. And in like two days, the rocks went from 0.01 Bitcoin to one, then two Bitcoin. And I saw this. Oh my God, what the hell is going on? Mm -hmm. And later you had like original punks, and Bitcoin Punk. So many, many projects were being copy-pasted from other chains to Bitcoin. And I was having some fun, but I was also a bit, I won't say worried, but I think like disappointed that, that the first inscriptions, you know, in Bitcoin was just copy-pasted from Ethereum. Mm -hmm. And I said, man, we can do better. The Bitcoin community can do better. We need some good projects, right? Because basically what everyone was doing back to the time 
and back to the times like one week ago, two weeks ago, yeah, is yeah. that they were inscribing like 100 random JPEGs and then they were later making auctions on Discord. So like OTC auctions with very, very high prices, like 0.1 Bitcoin or one Bitcoin. And even though, of course, this is good because who got hurt is making money and there's nothing wrong about making money. I think that this is not ideal because you outprice many people. So people cannot collect on Bitcoin if the price is one Bitcoin. I cannot just throw one Bitcoin into an inscription right now, you know, but I can mm -hmm. throw $15. It's okay. I wanted to do a project with the Bitcoin ethos, something like Bitcoin native, fun, and most important, affordable. I wanted to, everyone to be able to have an inscription, a cool inscription in a fair price. And I decided to talk with a friend of mine who is Desenista.if, and Desenista stands for Draftsman in Portuguese. And this is a friend of mine from like high school, so long time friend. And I introduced him to Web3 last year, and I told him, dude, I need to talk to you. I have an idea. <laughs> and he was like, oh my God, there you go again. <laughs> okay, <laughs> tell me what you're thinking about. I said, dude, there's having like a crazy hype on Bitcoin inscriptions. Man, let's do something. Not to make money, but just like, let's experiment. Let's do something. And this is going to be fun. And he said, okay, man, let's let's do this. What should I, I draw? And I said, man, I don't know. Let me think. And I was like, oh my God, actually the honey badgers are the Bitcoin meme. I mean, it was like instant for me because I knew that there was like this whole history, you know, about badgers, the most fearless animal, the craziest animal around. Nothing can stop a honey badger. And the Bitcoin community always say that Bitcoin is the honey badger of the currencies. Nothing can stop Bitcoin. The same way nothing can stop a honey badger. And mm -hmm. so, I mean, it was the only idea we had. <laughs> and we just decided to go straight into badgers. And it was crazy because we were able to put the collection live in like five days. So from the moment I had the idea, that it was Wednesday, I think, until the mint that was Monday, I think like five days or something, we were able to, to put the collection live. It was super fun because when I started the project, I really like DM a couple of friends. I asked them their opinion and they told me, man, this is rad. Just do this. Let's go. And I just like created a Discord server. So in a day, I had like 100 members, friends of mine. And I started building the collection with the community. So it was super cool because when we opened Discord in public, in one day, we have like a thousand or something members, like 800 or something. We were still drawing the collection, right? Because nothing was ready. People started suggesting the traits. Yeah, we want laser eyes. We want like a whale. People started suggesting traits they wanted to see on the collection. And we were just like adding them. It was a very fun process because the project since the beginning was community driven. Mm -hmm. And the goal from the beginning was to experiment and to see how far we could go with a collection that would be affordable for everyone. It would be fun. And that, you know, the goal wouldn't be to have, okay, we only have 100 buy now and get rich. I mean, was not a plan. Since the beginning, the plan was to go like $15. So the exact price actually is 69,420 Satoshis, mm -hmm. which is like $15 to like 17 because Bitcoin price went up. You are based in Brazil, right? Like, tell me a little bit about your, your hometown and how is the crypto scene there? I'm from southern Brazil, from Porto Alegre. 
there is a crypto scene there, but the community is not very united, let's say. I I went to a couple Bitcoin events back to 2017 and 2018 when I first learned about crypto. It was events with 50 people maximum. This is very tiny. And recently I made an event in my city, Bitcoin Pizza Day. So I think you, you know it, right? Yeah, yeah. 22 May 2010, yeah. And we made Bitcoin Pizza Day again, and we were able to have 160 people, the new record for the city. It was awesome because we had two city councillors participating and one congressman, and we were able to put the Bitcoin Pizza Day on the city calendar. So Porto Alegre, a city with one and a half million people, has Bitcoin Pizza Day on the official calendar. <laughs> I think it's the first <laughs> every, time in the world. Wait, every every year now? Yes, it's official. It's like in the main <laughs> calendar of the city. What did you do? What did you do at the pizza day, at the Bitcoin Pizza Day? Did you just get together and eat pizza, or was there like some presentations and stuff? I guess. Yeah, we were organized like a little conference. It was crazy. <laughs> we didn't have the time to do anything, uh -huh. but regardless, we were able to have 160 people and we're going to do this again this year. And we're expecting like 300 to 350 people on the event. And it's cool because now it's in the official calendar. So <laughs> yeah. All right. Aqua, you, you mentioned it a little bit before in the beginning, the topic of the Bitcoin maxis that you are more liberal and you are interested in smart contracts with this Stacks protocol that is kind of trying to bring smart contract functionality to Bitcoin. Now what I've yes. seen with, with this, this surge of interest in, in ordinals, right? With bringing basically NFTs to Bitcoin, sure. that there seems to be again two frontiers. So there's like the more open-minded Bitcoiners as, as you are. And then there's other people who are hating the idea that... There's NFTs the now Maxi on Bitcoin. Yeah, <laughs> help us for yes. people who are who don't know these groups. Help to describe a little bit these groups, how they act, how they think, yes. how you could recognize one of the Bitcoin Maxis or one of the open-minded one, and how do you think now these ordinals will this change this dynamic or will it only make the the rift between the two parties bigger? I think it will only make it bigger because. The maxis, I mean, it's like a cult, basically. It's like the Bitcoin maximalist cult. And in their opinion, Bitcoin should only be used for financial transactions and nothing else. They don't want to see NFTs or anything related to it. They don't want Web3 or whatever kind of different thing that Bitcoin. For them, Ethereum, it's a scam. Everything's a scam outside of Bitcoin. So you cannot really have a dialogue with these persons because they have something pretty clear on their mind. Bitcoin is the only thing that is real and all the rest is like trash. So it is impossible. You cannot discuss anything besides Bitcoin with, of course, the Bitcoin maximalist code. But you have a lot of Bitcoiners that are open-minded because if you go like back to the time in crypto, Bitcoin was the first but later there was many innovations coming and even Satoshi himself, he participated in some projects or gave feedback in some projects that was not Bitcoin, like bit domains, like in the early days of crypto, there were people trying to create, you know, a domain protocol 
on top of the blockchain. And Satoshi himself, he said that this could be interesting, that they could explore, they could have use like another data storage rather than Bitcoin. I mean, it was like a whole complex discussion about this. And Satoshi himself, he was not against this. And how Fini has also a very famous like email where uh, he said that people could trade like crypto cards. And it's back to 1993. So in the early days, crypto, people were not closed-minded. They were just using Bitcoin because there was only Bitcoin, yeah. but they were not against innovation. So the maxi could, it's something very recent if you think about. The the, the maxis are, are new. Many of them are new to the industry. Many of the the crypto OGs, they came from Bitcoin and now they're exploring all the protocols, all the coins you can imagine. And so I think Maxim is like boomers, you know, the boomers of crypto, those who deny innovation, those yeah. who deny new stuff. Like, this is like stupid shit. This is from the young people. You should stick to the old stuff, you know? And I think this is just stupid. I think Bitcoin can do much more than just being a coin. Of course, mm -hmm. this is like the main thing about Bitcoin is being decentralized, safe, a good currency, not controlled by the government. One, you know, you know, the supply. I mean, all the things we all know about Bitcoin, I think this is very important, but you can do much more on top of Bitcoin. And this is what I believe. And this is what the non-maxi Bitcoiners also believe. And myself, I prefer Bitcoin to Ethereum, even though I really like Ethereum and I use, use it a lot. I'm very, very excited to go back to Bitcoin because myself, I'm a kind of libertarian. So like the whole thing that the government shouldn't control our lives, etc. This is really something I believe, and this is something that I think it's better on Bitcoin. It's more decentralized than Ethereum. I think the whole scenario, the, the whole picture for Bitcoin is better. So I'm very, very happy to be able to build on top of Bitcoin things we were doing on Ethereum. Mm -hmm. Because myself, I prefer Bitcoin. Of course, I, I, I like both, but myself, I identify more with Bitcoin. And being able to create this whole ecosystem on Bitcoin is something that really, really excites me. And yeah, so I'm like on the creative side of the Bitcoiners and you'll see like the podcasters, the haters and the boomers on the maxi code side of Bitcoin. Okay. And how do you think this will play out? Because I, I'm i more on the Ethereum side. I am not so exposed to Bitcoin maximalists and the few Bitcoiners that I follow are usually quite open-minded you know, like uh, Udi, he's very famous, right? Yes, he, exactly. <laughs> he's pushing the whole ordinal thing. And now as ordinals are, are bringing also more eyeballs to Bitcoin and, and bring people like me back to Bitcoin, so to yeah. say. Um, do you think this new group has even a chance once this whole hype will die down? Because let's be honest, will ordinals be as big as NFTs on Ethereum, for instance, or is it just like, a, ah, this is now the latest trend. It's fun. Yeah, the latest. People want to try it out. You know, it's 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 exciting. Yes, of Some course. Some crazy project opportunities, right? Like you, you, the the Honey Badger projects is an opportunity. Be one of the first, and I think it's exciting. But I'm not sure. Like long term, do you think this ordinal thing will be something that will play out long term as well? Yeah, that's a very good question, and I've been thinking about this a lot. And the answer, I think it's a bit of both. So of course, there's some crazy hype on top of originals, just like everything in crypto. So once people realize they can make money on something, they'll just like ape in like crazy. But if the tech is solid and the UI and UX are good, it will 
prevailed, will keep existing. So, I mean, you just have to look to the market cap of Bitcoin and Ethereum, right? So Bitcoin market cap is like twice or three times higher than Ethereum. So we have a lot of money there, a lot of money, you know, in wallets that are not doing anything with it. And Bitcoin is the most ancient blockchain, the most secure project. I mean, everyone is quite sure of the future of Bitcoin. And Ethereum, it's getting there because Ethereum is one cycle younger than Bitcoin, right? But now Ethereum is becoming a blue chip. So people are feeling comfortable with it. So mm -hmm. I think this set a very important precedent for Bitcoin and like data storage. Because a problem on Ethereum is that the blockchain space is very, very expensive. So if you want to store any information on the Ethereum blockchain, it will cost you a lot of money. And the vast majority of Ethereum NFTs, they are not on chain. You have very, very few examples like Nouns who are totally on chain, but the vast majority of the NFTs on Ethereum are just like a token with a link redirecting to something not on the blockchain, like IPFS or maybe another blockchain, but not on the Ethereum blockchain itself. Mm -hmm. And what is crazy about inscriptions is that they are 100% on chain. And this is huge because the file, your collectible is literally stored on the Bitcoin blockchain and you're really trading this exact image, not a link to an image. Mm -hmm. And this is something that I think it's like a big game changer and it's still very affordable now. You can inscribe a picture, a pixelated animal or whatever on the Bitcoin blockchain and it will cost you way, way less than on Ethereum. So th the thing is, it's still cheap to do so, but the main problem is that the tools available are terrible. Why? Because this is two weeks old, right? Super new. People in the like in the first week when they were inscribing ordinals, you needed to have a full node. So 400 gigabytes on your PC or a device with all the blockchain to be able to run the ordinal theory and inscribe specific Satoshi. So it was very difficult in the beginning. Mm -hmm. And this tech is coming to life, man, so fast. It's like in one week, we went from like full nodes from people, you know, running full nodes that were not aware at all of ordinals to like tools where you can inscribe, then wallets, because the wallets were so bad in the beginning, it was like nerdy stuff, complicated. Mm -hmm. And now we are having marketplaces. So, I mean, not even a month, you come from like nothing, very complicated, nerd stuff to something very easy that everyone can use. Of course, there is hype. I really think this is something that will be big. I cannot see a scenario where Bitcoin collectibles will worth less than Solana, let's say collectibles. It's impossible to me. So if Bitcoin ordinals grow at least to Solana or ADA or whatever, they will just like skyrocket. And it's just the beginning, just like not even the first month. So even if it, there is hype, yes, I agree there is. I think this will be a real thing in the long run because there's nothing more safe in the world than the Bitcoin blockchain. So if yes. you have any data stored there and you're able to trade this data, this picture, this letter, this whatever you put on the blockchain, there is a value, the value of provenance, the value to be on top of Bitcoin. And can you, because I believe you're you're not technical, you said, right? Me neither and probably the people listening either. Yeah. So, but still I would like to try to understand why is it so cheap to inscribe into perfect the data into in, in bitcoin do you have a metaphor for that like or just an explanation yes that makes it easy to yes understand? of course 
Yeah, so imagine, I don't know, imagine a restaurant, everyone is going, like thousands of people. And what is the way to prioritize? I mean, you need to set a high price. This way you can have, you can be sure to balance the demand, right? And the offer. And imagine like a little taco restaurant that no one is using. That was basically Bitcoin. It's like fees work, actually. You've paid a lot of fees on the on the tier network because everyone wants to use it. Like Uniswap protocol, DEXs, exchanges. I mean, everyone is using Ethereum. And the, the gas fees are high because you need to pay to use the network. It's quite simple. And on Bitcoin, no one was using Bitcoin. Bitcoin was basically like that. And <laughs> you, could, you, you can use like Lightning Network on Bitcoin. You don't need to use the chain. So it was super, super cheap. And it still is cheap if you compare to Ethereum to use the Bitcoin blockchain. So there's like a huge opportunity because if you're able to develop the same tech you had on Ethereum, but on Bitcoin, you're going to level up this game, right? Bitcoin is not going to be so far behind. And this is very good for Bitcoin because it makes this, the network more secure because miners, they are paid to secure the network, right? And right now they are paid with the subsidy of the block. So like 6.25 Bitcoins, right? But in the next halving, the, the premium is going to go to the half of it. Mm -hmm. So it is very important for the fees to go up to be able to keep this balance and to worth to mine on Bitcoin. And this is something that the Bitcoin community has been discussing for like years and years. It's like when the, the mining offer, the mining reward will be, let's say 0.01 Bitcoin. How are you going to pay for the whole network infrastructure? And the answer always was fees. But the problem is no one was using Bitcoin, so there was no fees. And now with inscriptions, people are paying as many money they want because they want to sign their name. They want to say, I love you, my girlfriend. They want to make a shit post. They want to do whatever they want. And the people are actually paying to use the network. And this is very, very good for the long term of Bitcoin. And Maxis disagree, but this is my opinion and many of other Bitcoiners that it's bringing money back to Bitcoin. It's paying the miners. So in the long run, this is going to be a good thing, basically. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah, basically, this is the idea. Yeah, no, I get I understand that. I wasn't sure. And that's why I asked if there's something inherently different that would make it cheaper. But it, it just seems nobody was yet using this space, this exactly. block space, right? Effectively. And it's also not designed to be used that way. And it's kind of a workaround. So you you understand um, the scene very well. How would then the Maxi side, what are their arguments to say, this is not a good use of block space or, or why you shouldn't use Bitcoin like that. Yeah, this is a very classic discussion on the on the Bitcoin community actually, because there was like hard forks in the past, like Bitcoin Cash, right? There, there was the people that were always saying that no, you need a bigger block because you need more transactions, you need to make cheap transactions. So this has always been a subject of discussion on the Bitcoin community. But back to the past. The Bitcoin community decided, no, we're going to have a small block with only four megabytes. That's our decision. And it will be 10 minutes. This is what we want. The security is more important than the capacity to scale the network. And this is why the Bitcoin community created Lightning Network. Because in a scenario where the block demand is very high, it could be very expensive to use the network. And I remember back to 2017, 
paying like $10 to send Bitcoin, which is very big. Mm -hmm. If you think about Bitcoin, I mean, on Ethereum, you send like 15 cents or when gas is super high, maybe $2 or like $5, whatever. So $10 was a madness back to the time. And I remember paying $10 to send Bitcoin. But this is something that the tech improved. And right now with Lightning Network, you just like push a button and it's instant. And it's like zero fees, like zero, 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 one Bitcoin. It's very, very cheap. Mm -hmm. The It's awesome. It's really, really good tech. And so this is not a problem anymore because the main argument of Maxis is like, oh my God, poor people in Brazil, in Africa, in Asia, they won't be able to use the Bitcoin network because it will be expensive. No, Bitcoin already has the tech to avoid this. And this tech is the Lightning Network. So you have no excuse to try new things on Bitcoin. New things on Bitcoin, paying more feeds are good because you have the tech to avoid these fees. Because if you want to use Bitcoin only for transactions, you have Lightning and you're good. So this is why I really think it's something ideological. You don't have a reasonable argument to be against inscriptions. It's just like something very childish. I mean, I'm against innovation. We shouldn't do this. We shouldn't have fun. We need to mm. buy, uh, to eat steaks, you know, shoot guns <laughs> and have meetups. I mean, just like <laughs> the fucking boomer stuff. <laughs> what? And this is, I mean, this is stupid. What about the steaks, man? No, but uh, before you go into the steaks, just one <laughs> thing that, that I read all the time and I'm not very up to date with the stats, but you were mentioning the Lightning Network, which is, as you said, like this layer on top of Bitcoin where you can basically very cheaply send Bitcoin back and forth. And then from time to time, right, you have to kind of inscribe it into the real Bitcoin blockchain. But basically you yes. have the security of Bitcoin, but it's also kind of like apart from Bitcoin. But I heard, yeah. um, and I'm, I'm not sure if it's true, that Lightning technically works perfect, but it was not adopted yeah. so much. There, there's not so much Lightning use going on. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. Yeah, so I think like everything on crypto it's still pretty new. I mean, if you think about the technology, it's like three, four, five years old. It's not that much. And it's very complicated to push for adoption. But if you think about El Salvador, so the, the country, you know, in Central America, you can pay in McDonald's using Lightning. Mm. So the tech is incredible and it's super easy to use. I mean, on the Honey Badger's Mint, you can pay with Lightning. You literally push a button and it's done. So I think it is about uh, spreading the adoption you know, to the to some, I don't know, shops, supermarkets, little stores. Once people started using it and seeing that it works pretty well, then you start to have adoption. People don't even know what crypto is about yet in the vast majority of countries. I mean, you go in the street, you ask, what is Bitcoin? Someone will tell you, yeah, I mean, it's like a coin. It's like a digital coin. Or they won't even know what crypto is or Bitcoin. There are people that never heard about. Mm. So I think... It will take some time for people to to start using the solution, but I do think that there is no better tool right now than Lightning. I think Lightning is the best tool on our crypto to make payments because Bitcoin is the most stable currency, the cheapest fees. I mean, I think the whole thing is it's set up to Lightning to become big, but Bitcoin was not on the headlines anymore. Everyone was talking about NFTs and DeFi, board apes, crypto banks. So people were not talking about Bitcoin. And this is why I think originals are very important 
because they will bring people back, users, early adopters of crypto back to Bitcoin. They will bring a lot of people that will be there to have fun, to collect stuff, new developers, new designers. So I think the Bitcoin ecosystem will become bigger. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was, I won't say going to zero, but things were pretty ugly there. Was really people that were really, really focused or passionate by Bitcoin. And now you have all these people coming from Ethereum, from Solana. So I think this is bringing a lot of attention back to Bitcoin. And in my opinion, one of the main uh, assets in crypto is attention. So if you have attention, you can blow something up. And when you blow something up, you can blow RG adoption or the price or whatever, but you need that attention. You need people to be talking about you. You need people to be using your product. And I think Ordinal is bringing all the eyes back to Bitcoin. And this is so good because no one no, no one was talking about Bitcoin anymore. And now with Ordinals, people are just trying new stuff, trying some technology. Everyone's talking about stacks now. It's, it's crazy, man. I bought stacks, I think it was like $2 and I saw it go to $3 and then to like zero. <laughs> so it went like 20 cents one month ago. And this week we rallied up from 30 cents, like 80 cents in like one week because people realized that if inscriptions become something big, we'll need to have a layer two on Bitcoin and layer two for Bitcoin is stacks. So it's good. I'm happy. My bags are up. Everything is good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's pump my bags now. <laughs> Let's pump my bags. Because I've seen I've seen the, the the honey badgers and I instantly seen that it's interesting. I thought, okay, I want to be early as well. And I bought 102 honey badgers, man. I have I'm am I a honey Whoa. badger whale? Who is the biggest <laughs> yeah, honey badger so. whale at the moment? <laughs> There's a guy who bought like 200 honey badgers, I think. It's like the biggest holder so far. Yeah. And actually, this is something I want to discuss with the community because the plan from the beginning was always to do a 10K collection on Bitcoin. This mm -hmm. is this was the plan from the beginning, but we didn't know what would be the demand, if people were going to mint a lot or not. I mean, we thought that our project was better than many others we were seeing. And we said to ourselves, okay, I think we'll do good. But I don't know if we're going to make it for 10K or not. So right now we're able to sell, let me see, 2,800 badgers so far. And so we're basically closing the third batch of badgers. Yeah. And this is something I want to discuss the community because for myself, the goal is to make the experiment work. And I, I don't know what work means, but I want to see it happening. So once this batch is over, I will discuss with everyone and see what they want. So do they want an airdrop? Do they want me to airdrop two badgers for every badger? Do they want me? No. Keep the mint open and let's wait people to buy. I don't know. I don't have the answer. Mm -hmm. And to be honest, I don't want to decide by myself. Of course, I created the project, but I'm really a community guy. So for me, it's important that those who supported me have a voice. You want to hear my opinion? <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I just joined, right? The, the community. But in my opinion, it's you should continue to sell them until you have 10,000 people because you're still in the beginning, right? I mean, I think yes. I think a lot of people have don't know yet about them and they would be yes. happy to mint them for, for the initial price. And the more, the better. I mean, the more people know about it, the more that yeah, you can that's... spread. It's, exactly. it's much better. And 10,000 seems to be like a magic number. It's, it seems to be a good number. It's like not too small of a community. And exactly. not too huge. It's it's a manageable thing. I mean, 
I would say, let's hope that the Bitcoin people are turning around and opening their hearts a little bit for, for <laughs> yeah. NFTs on Bitcoin. And that's why I invested because I thought, dude, for, for Bitcoiners who have been like sidelined now for years and seeing all the fun yes. that people have over there at Ethereum, now this could be like the perfect project for them to adopt. And yeah. what makes me very proud is that people join Discord and they say, man, this feels so much like Ethereum back to the early days of 2021. I'm having so much fun. I'm just collecting. I'm not expecting a roadmap, nothing. And this is exactly what I want in Badgers. I want people to collect because they like the art and because it's fun. This is the main goal for me. It's not about buying something and becoming a millionaire. It's just like about having fun. Mm -hmm. And I think something makes me very happy. Many, 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 many people on our server, their first original was the Badger. Yeah. And this is something that makes me very happy because this is just opening the doors of a whole ecosystem that it's about to come. And Badger were the first project of many people. And I never promised anything for Badgers and I never charge a crazy price. And if you buy one Badger or 15 Badgers, you're going to go through the same learning experience. So many people told me, man, these 15 bucks is just like the best investment because it's the first time I know two years that I download a new wallet, that I use a new blockchain, that I'm doing something that is really exciting for me. So, I mean, 15 bucks, it's nothing. Thank you for this. And this makes me very, very happy because I never promised anything beyond what we're delivering. That is like community support, fun, and art. And people... They are understanding this. And this is one of the reasons I think we're not selling out super fast and that influencers are not talking about us because we're not about like bump and dump. We're about really a creative project. And mm -hmm. if you like it, you buy it. If you don't, you don't buy it. And many of those on the Discord are my friends. So, I mean, all those who joined in the beginning, they just said, yeah, I have a good idea. Let's just do this. I will support you, man. I will buy some. And then later people started coming from like everywhere from other ecosystems, from other countries, it's fun. We have a big Chinese community. I don't know where these guys <laughs> found badgers, but we have you know, like 50 holders and they, they bought a lot of badgers. And this yeah. is awesome. I mean, they, they make like posts in Chinese and I try to translate a bit to understand what they're saying, but it's so cool, man. People people uh -huh. like the, the, the badgers and the technology. Yeah. So I'm very excited. And this is something that makes me pretty happy. I think we're doing good so far. From yeah, something man. we did in five days, I think it's I think it's okay. No, I think it's amazing too. I mean, obviously, you know, only time will tell how how it yeah. will be received. But I think the initial interest is here. And I personally, I mean, you never know. It's like picking a band who is going to be a hit. It's really hard to say. But for me, looking at it, I think it could be a hit. Also in terms of, because let's be honest, obviously it's just fun. And I also expect nothing else from it. But I, I bought 100 because I think, you know uh, you never know i mean yeah maybe I know. why not <laughs> it's it, it's part i mean speculation is part of the nft game you know Definitely. whatever whatever people tell you it's always a part of it but it's good that it's also a quality project and i would say you really achieved that congrats so maybe a, a last call to action you know like where should people go what should people do yeah so check discord.gg slash honeybadgers or you can check us on twitter honeybadgersbdc and you'll find everything you need there there's some twitter threads there are our mint website you can just check 
So feel free to join us. It will be a pleasure to receive you on Discord, on Twitter, or whatever. I think it's a great time to explore the Bitcoin ecosystem. And I think you won't regret taking a look at Badgers. And even if you don't buy, don't, don't worry. Just join our Discord server. It will be a pleasure to help you with originals. And thanks so much for listening. It was a pleasure being here. If you are still listening, chances are that you liked this episode. DeFi is not just me, it's also you, the listener. And each day there are more listeners joining and together we can spread the word about DeFi. By giving it 5 stars on Apple Podcasts or wherever you are listening. Send this episode to a friend who might be interested. Check out the website, visit defire.money and click on subscribe to get the new episode and in the future also blog posts directly into your inbox. Also make sure to follow me on Twitter at defiremoney. All of this helps so we can continue to produce more episodes more frequently and get the most interesting guests that you deserve. Good night and see you soon.